On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Pub Crawl Liz. And this is the genius. He, thanks for tuning in, downloading, pressing no. play, whatever it is you do. No, you people should thank us for amusing you. It doesn't cost you a goddamn penny. Thank us. Okay, well, I'm going to thank you back. All right, well, thank you back. Uh, for joining us again. By the way, do we ever get any comments? Do anybody ever thank us and tell us how wonderful we are? Uh, no. Well, no, <laughs> there have been a few. Oh. There have been a few. Um, okay. But people are tuning in, which is a good sign. You don't. I mean, they don't need to talk to us if they don't want to. No, that's okay. Just tune us in. You do plenty of talking for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm clearly a lot smarter than you people, so... Oh, brother. I think... Uh, uh, it's been another busy week, and another busy week lies ahead. Yeah, and maybe you want to explain why you were an hour late tonight. No, we're not. An hour, we're actually. An hour, way, we're actually a day early. Well, is what we uh, are. Yeah, you could take. You could say that we were originally going to be on Tuesday uh, our, night is our night. It's our night, and we were going to have a two-week part two, but at the last minute, the Cubs, um, Pub Crawl, this is beloved Cubs, choked. Blew the important division championship extra game, and now they have to play a game tomorrow. So guess who got has a ticket for tomorrow? Pop crawl is. I have great friends. And also Jordan has apparently work related. He's busy at work, and he's got a marathon to run on Sunday. Oh God, that's yeah. yeah it's I'm a not, busy week for Jordan. Yeah, I'm not running this year. <laughs> running your mouth. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can do can marathon say, running yeah. mouth. I can, can do that. You can stand out there. If they, had, if they had um, marathons for running your mouth, I'd be fine. Jordan, look out for uh, the genius when you run by. You know, I did a, one time wearing all my clothes. I mean, I had a jacket on and everything, and I posed when they came by the bar. This used to be the perfect place to watch the marathon because it was a 10-mile spot. And across the street, we had an Elvis impersonator, and I just loved him. And uh, Like someone affiliated with the bar? No, or he was. No, this head. was the ten mile spot. Yeah. This was, so they had the all this stuff going on, and they had the Elvis guys, and then the the Kenyans would come flying by here, you know, running about, you know, blur, in a blur, come by yeah. here. So I would run alongside somebody, take a picture, and assholes that <laughs> on the internet thought that I was actually running in the marathon, fully clothed. I mean, people are really. I always want to get a picture of Street Jimmy pushing Ruben. Ruben had this real old-fashioned wheelchair, and when the wheelchair guys came by, I'd love to see Jimmy running behind. I told Jimmy I'd give him twenty bucks, but Ruben refused because he thought he'd get arrested. But get get a picture of him. Competing with uh, Jimmy pushing his wheelchair. And he never agreed? No, Ruben was... I, we, we still miss Ruben very much. How would Ruben not want to do that? You know, That's Ruben, weird. Ruben was kind of shy about doing certain things. That's funny. I know. <laughs> That's funny because the word shy does not come to when mind. you think about one. Ruben. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ruben could never have been on the podcast. As clever and witty as he was... 
Um, really? You don't think so? Yeah. When the Howard Stern called after I did this, um, when I did the uh, Sarah Palin painting, you know, we were talking about whether she waxed or didn't wax. Um, Ruben completely said, oh, I couldn't have done that. He was just almost shaking. Yeah, I, I would have choked. I would have choked. Now, in the bar, <laughs> he was perfect, but... Yeah. No, interesting. He, yeah, very interesting. Um, okay, well, uh, yes, Jordan, thanks for being here. And thank you for being here, even well, though you were Well, I'm trying to explain. Late. I know we're a day early. The reason, oh, because you. Yeah, so. Because your a, beloved Cubs choked today, and uh, so they have to they play another did not game tomorrow. play very well, correct? Yeah. Um, and a very good friend of mine offered me a ticket to the game tomorrow Which night. Friend? Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny, out there. Jenny? Jenny and Doug. Jenny and Doug offered mm-hmm. you a ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school. See, back to that high school. I told you we're really close now, with high school folks. Are you going to have to put out afterwards? Oh, God. Well, how they get, how, why, why did they decide to give you the ticket? Because I'm like, aside from them, I'm like the biggest Cub fan they know. So that was the So I, they're like, you of all people would appreciate going to this game. It was a tense, tense, crucial, pivotal game. Oh. So, okay, the only thing I had going on was a podcast, so I said, I believe okay. it's supposed to rain tomorrow, too, isn't that's, it? Whatever. Yeah, you don't care. No. Why would I care? Which, you know, I actually, uh, for those of you who actually read Bruce's blog as well. Well, like, if you're one of the 50,000 people. <laughs> um, on, I guess, I, I'm supposed to guess blog on Thursdays, but Bruce sometimes changes it up. But anyway, Thursday was my day to blog, and I did, and I wrote about my love of fall. It was very good. I read it. Thank you. Yeah. I put a lot of heart see, into I, it. I, I, see, I read. If, if friends of mine write books, you know, or, or, or have blogs, I read them. You need to I stop complaining them. about this. Well, no. I mean, it's just basic, basic interest. I mean, intellectual curiosity, which you seem to be lacking. Anyway, so uh, I wrote about my love of fall and why I love the fall, and I went into some details about my past, and I also wrote about two instances why I don't like the fall that have kind of ruined the fall, and the fall for fall for me, fall for me. and one of the two... Are you going to get maudlin? No, I said one of the two were the fact that I'd always have to cry about the fact that come October, there would be no Cubs baseball. But then that quickly changed to 2016. Yeah, one year. But I, I, I love I love having um that's okay. I was here to see it. People were waiting people have waited their whole lives and dropped dead oh. and didn't see it. <laughs> Many people lived their whole lives and never got to see it. I know. I'm I'm Be- oh, very fortunate. old people. Very old, old people never got to see so it. So I love it when I have photographic proof that Bruce is an asshole. And and I found a post from Facebook in twenty fifteen. Um where I had, I was at Wrigley Field, like at the end of September, crying about the fact that, you know, I'd just seen the last Cubs game. And undoubtedly, I cried tears of joy, but more importantly, I knew that someday they would be, I'm sorry, tears of sadness, but more importantly, they'd be tears of joy one day. And of course, the only person to comment on that post was Bruce. And basically, it was all nasty, negative, like, dream on, Cub fan, dream on. You'll never be alive to see it. You know, blah, well, blah, blah. Well, like I pointed out, any team can have two bad centuries. Anyway, so the following year, we won the whole damn thing, and that was my point. My point is that you can be a jerk. I, I'm a jerk because I'm a realist, and I tell you, I dare speak the truth. You re- we won. Well, then what were you whining about? 
And by the way, who took full credit for the Cubs winning the World Series? You. I did. <laughs> you care to ask. tell everyone why? How I did I manage oh, to do that? Oh, God. Well, you know what? You tell them. Okay. Because it's really unbelievable, and I don't think I want to you, you think say it's that. unbelievable? I what? Because when I was on the Anthony Bourdain show the year that they won, I did, I did, I did, we did a segment on Cubs Sox fans, and Buzzkill was the Cub fan, perfect Cub fan, you know. I, I love Buzzkill, but he didn't do his justice on that show. No, I mean, you. no Cub. He had an impossible job. But anyway, so I said, please. I told Bourdain. I said, please. Uh, for for uh, um, uh, uh, Cub fans go to the ball game. If they win, they win. It's fine. If they lose, they lose. That's a big deal. They have a few beers. They think the world's wonderful, and that's. I said, Sox fans aren't like that. Sox fans, uh, they hate their team if they don't do well. They turn on their team quickly, which of course I follow all those uh, you know models. But I said the perfect day for a Sox fan is the Sox to win, the Cubs to lose, and then the Cubs plane crashes. It's so hateful. It was pure hateful, of course. And to no Cub fans, and I loved Anthony, um, Michael Steed was a producer, and he went over to Wrigley Field and filmed a whole bunch. And so he would interject it while we were having this discussion over a topo, and of how what extreme assholes the uh, Cub that fans was terrible. were. It was great because they exposed them. That's, yeah. that's, that's what they're he like. He interviewed like the worst fans, which I well, guess that was, point, no that was point of the there's story. There's no such thing as good Cub fans. You're that's looking at one. Are. I rest my case. Oh, my God. Come on. I Don't be that much case. of a jerk. I rest my case. Oh, but I, you're so, such a hypocrite. You say this right now, but then but, all oh. day long you're sending me all these love messages. Oh, you thank you, my angel from heaven, for posting this and fixing this. And, and then you say gross when I said, instead of kisses, <laughs> I say licks, and you go, bleh, gross. You know. I know how to talk lesbian language. Oh, my God. I do. I know the language you're of lesbians. You're just inappropriate all around, no matter who you're no, looking at, talking I, I, to. Yeah, uh, that's why there's always anyway. a damn spot after one of our conversations. <laughs> anyway. So, anyway. Oh, let me explain. So, <laughs> how I won the World Series. All right. What year was that? I forgot already because I'm old. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, what year was it? 2016. Like, 2016. All right. Two years ago. Okay, here's how. Now, everybody thought this was going to be the end of the world for me. You know, we, I'd be suicidal when the Cubs finally won. And, um, but now the genius, you know, the genius knows what's going on. So everybody's going, oh, you know, the genius, you've got to eat crows up. No, I don't. I'm taking full credit for winning, and here's why. I was over at the diversity driving range, driving range, um, the spring, the following spring after they won the, the world, and there was a guy, a very athletic guy up there hitting golf balls, and I, you know, he was just so frustrated because he was just hitting, uh, he was hitting far, but he was hitting lower. So I said, excuse me, I said, Let me, you want me to tell you what you're doing wrong? He says, God, would you? I said, just turn your right hip, and I showed him. Very simple, very simple instruction. I said, you'll, your, your shoulders will turn when you turn your hip, and then you'll fall on your ass if you don't follow through. All of a sudden, he's pounding the ball. He says, my God, thank you. I said, hey, take nothing of it. He says, i got to buy you a beer. So we both got done hitting balls. So we go over to some stupid bar over on Diversity Street. And so he's talking. So he, he yeah, I play for the Cubs. Now, I'm not going to mention his name because he asked me not to. But he's a very good player, by the way. And he said, you know, I told him who I was. And I also, he says, oh, man, you were the guy on Anthony Bourdain. I said, yeah. You were the guy that wanted our plane to crash. He said, yeah. 
He said, you know what? Co- uh, uh, Skip, I think that's what you call Madden, that creepy little uh, terrible man for the Cubs. They, by the way, the Cubs won in spite of him. What ter- guy can't handle pitchers. Faggy pants can handle those pitchers, but Madden could. But anyway, he says, you know what? You know what happened? He made us all see that segment, and then he said, let's show that asshole. Every, so before every game, we would say, let's win one for the genius. So I take full fucking credit for that thing. Inadvertently, I do, but still. So I think you people should show me a little more respect. If they win tomorrow, maybe I will. Okay. Yeah, but you, you probably go in the locker room and say, hey, you better try to win one for the genius because he's the guy's fingers. I'm going to print up a big picture of you. Like, hey, remember this asshole? Yeah. Let's do it for him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yes, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Genius, for changing this, changing it up and uh, being able to record on a very last minute. And, and Jordan's very busy. He's a kind of he's very... A, yeah, he's got a new puppy. He's training. Yeah. I know. It's I mean, not a puppy. It's four years well, old. Well, I, I call... I mean, I call it's, my... I used to call my 12-year-old dog a puppy. It's already bitten the mailman. <laughs> Ooh, we won't go there. No. Um, by the way, where the hell is Ruth again? Uh, Ruth, when she got the last minute, we I said, oh, because she, she went over to try to thinking she was going to get um, big deals at the Treasure Island, which is all of a sudden... Closing out of thin air. I mean, it's amazing. She uh, went to get big deals clo- at the Treasure Island. It's our, well, they said somebody on the internet said it was half price. Oh. So I gave her a few bucks and said, "Why don't you go buy some stuff?" Well, she said it was a nightmare, and, and nothing was. It was like twenty percent less. Wait a minute. All. They anu- I, I saw that they announced they were closing, but it's like closing like tomorrow. Like I think in, the, in, in Hyde Park, it's the end of the week. And by the way, you Holy should shit. come over. They've got the greatest used book sale um, this coming weekend, right next to the uh, Treasure Island. Um, beautiful. I mean, I got stuff. I, last year, I got so much great stuff. I can't tell you. It's hmm. Stuff I was actually wanted. So oh, yeah, yeah, they're supposed to close this weekend. That's sad. Treasure Island was. Well, no, there. It's an asshole company, um, and the stuff is pretty crappy, but it's convenient. And I mean, the one here, this is the closest one right around the corner here in in Old Town, and then the one closest one to me in Hyde Park. Yeah, but I still, it's like still part of the childhood memories. Although the the gym directly across from this bar was our grocery store. Well, that, oh, Dominic's. Yeah, Dominic's. But they, cause the security was so, I mean, the, their their clientele <laughs> was a problem. They had to have armed security. At really? The, those, well, Cabrini was still up. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I don't, these are not my memories oh, of going to the a, grocery it, store. It was, it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody paid. Thanks Nobody for ruining paid. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sad that Treasure Island's going. Bye-bye. Very inconvenient. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's the only grocery store around here, unless you walk south a little. And by the way, that was, you know, um, I was just talking to somebody the other night about the Tylenol uh, murders, remember? At Walgreens? Yeah. Well, it was also at Dominic's. Really? If you recall, yeah. No. In fact. I don't recall, because I was like six. Well, well, let me let me fill you in on a very interesting story. Um, Sonny's was directly across uh-huh. from there. So it went, one of the really great old, you know, it was a blue-collar bar right between the Ale House and O'Rourke's. Oh, we could have to talk about Jay Covart's death, too. That's where, uh, that's where my dad used to go drink. At Sonny's. Yeah, yeah, like when he, like my mom, like typical 
like call the bar and be like, hey, you should really come home now. Yeah. Well, it was, um, what did your dad do for a living? All kinds of stuff. Was he blue collar? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, he was like in painting that, that and carpentry. Was, and that was kind of, um, uh, and then silent partner was Patsy Moretti from the famous Moretti family, very connected, a very connected family. Um, but Sonny was the personality there. And um, so anyway, Chuck Lynch, who's I mean, in my next uh, book, Fraud Deception, could be a major character. He, he, he was a, almost an idol of mine. He was so vicious. I mean, but... Uh, you had he was real idols? Good. And by the way, we have two visitors tonight. We do. We have we, listeners, we, live listeners. Yeah, Lindy and her nephew, John. John, who's currently living in China, will be leaving for China tomorrow. But Lindy's um, kind of on again, we could say off again ladder, ladders, boyfriend, Ranelli was really good friends with Chuck Lynch. I mean, the, the, the Chuck is one of the most unforgettable characters. Who's Chuck Lynch? Well, he, Chuck, Chuck is a, he's a very iconoclastic, kind of underachieving, angry loser, but very interesting. Iconic loser? Yeah. I mean, Wow, Arthur, you're such a good he, pal of his. Uh, yeah, well, I had to, I had to have I had to have mentors and people look up to when I was younger, and Chuck was certainly one of them. So anyway, uh, Chuck and I are in watching the news. We used to watch the news every night, and Chuck would want to kill pretty much everybody that was on the news. Although I remember one night we he'd killed about twelve people in a row that were on the news, and then the, the somebody some kid had a chimpanzee heart transplant, and I suddenly looked over. And Chuck, tears are pouring down Chuck's eyes. And he says, I hope the kid makes it. So anyway, we're watching the news one night in, in, in Sunny's. And all of a sudden, um, Pope, the Pope's coming to Chicago. Remember that? So you, you would have been aware of that. What year is this? Well, you would have, I mean, Christ, you went to Catholic school. You don't remember the year the Pope showed up? No, I, I barely remember what happened last week. I mean, Jane Byrne was a man. Uh, Jane oh, so Byrne 1979. Was a man. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And um, so the Pope's supposed to show up. So Chuck and I are discussing, well, we could put Chicago on the map once and for all if somebody pop off the Pope. And we were God. discussing various ways to kill the Pope when he, came, when he showed up. Which is, that's What's a sort wrong of, with you? We were having an interesting conversation. How would you kill a pope? I mean, you know, security is going to be tough, and, and, and what would be the best way? So Chuck says, well, you'd have to be, you couldn't probably get a sniper position. I said, well, you know what? I think a hand grenade, because you're not going to get a good shot off, but if you could flip a hand grenade, boom, you blow the guy. All of a sudden. It's like 1800s Haymarket riot any, shit. Anyway, this guy kind of was eavesdropping on us in the, in the bar. <laughs> So he taps me on the shoulder. He said, you know, you're right. A hand grenade would work, but I recommend you put cyanide in the hand grenade because you're probably only going to get them with a few pedal, uh, pellets. And you, if you, But if there's cyanide, the, so Chuck and I are looking at this guy. What the fuck? This guy is serious. You know, this is serious talk. And so he kind of goes into this whole dissertation about cyanide. Were you finally, like, suddenly best friends? We were intrigued, but I mean, <laughs> um, well, now, so all of a sudden, fast forward somewhere around that time, the um, the Pope comes to town safely and leaves, but 
the Tylenol merge happened, right somewhere in that time frame. <gasps> Was it the same guy? So we'll get this. Listen, listen I'm carefully. Listening. Okay, now Chuck and I are in the bar. And we're watching the news again, and Chuck's killing people, and I'm, I'm sparing a few. And um, all of a sudden, the cops come in, Sonny's, and they flash in pictures. They're going up and down the bar showing pictures of this guy. And they, of course, automatically, we don't know, you know, with cops, was <laughs> a picture. Yeah, I don't know. I look at this thing, whoa. So the cops leave. I said, Chuck, did you see that picture? He goes, what? I said, that's a fucking guy that was telling us to put cyanide in the hangar <laughs> Now, I, he says, what, 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 what's the connection? I said, come here, asshole. So we walk out to the front of the bar, point across the street. It was Dominic's, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, all right. One of the poisonings, number one, look down the corner. Poisoning number two. At Walgreens. Go over to Division Street. There was another store over there. And so I said, and so it turns turns out that the, he, the re, he, his name was Roger Arnold, and Roger Arnold, um, the guy that turned him in to the cops, because he was always talking about cyanide, was a guy named Marty Sinclair, and he owned a bar up by where I don't know if it was Oxford then or wherever, but up on Lincoln Avenue, he was a real fat guy, about 350, 400 pounds. I knew Marty a little from way back when. And um, so Marty is the guy that ran them out. But Marty was also involved in the cops. In those days, were shaking down a lot of bars. They never bothered with the L House because uh, the L House, there was always celebrities, newspaper people here. That's what Patty Bowler's guys told me. That's why nobody ever fucked with the L House because uh, they didn't want you know, that kind of uh, attention. But Marty was getting so fucked up by, uh, by the cops that the cops from Rogers Park would drive all the way over to shake him down. So he, he went, he wore a wire, a bunch of cops, I forget what, what that was called, but a bunch of people went. Well, Marty, uh, but this guy Roger Arnold knew it was Marty that ran on him. So he's walking. Now, Earl of Old Town is walking down Lincoln Avenue shortly after the cops show up with the pictures. And I'm convinced. I say, my God, this guy this guy had to be the dialogue killer. And it was in the paper. They, they actually connected him. He lived way on the northwest side somewhere. And he had a good friend who wanted to, apparently didn't like, wasn't getting along with his wife. And the first person to die was her. There was some poison Tylenol in her, and that's what they attributed to. So what he did, he went and placed Tylenol around, killed some other people, so that it would take the heat off of his friend, who he prepared the Tylenol for. So now, so this guy had one goal of killing one person, so he said, so he go killed kill a whole bunch, bunch to throw to throw, throw the, um, the them off the track. Amazing. So, so now Chuck is real interested in this by now, given the fact that we had our Tylenol hand grenades practically ready to go. So turns out Earl of Old Town's walking down the street with this real big fat folk singer guy. And all of a sudden guy comes up and blows this fat guy away. He, 
It turns out it was Roger Arnold. He thinks it's Marty Sinclair. <laughs> he shot the wrong guy. Well, there was the woman who used to do the courtroom drawings. What was her name? Vern, Vern, uh, something like that. She was very nice. She, um, I think it was McHugh told me when he was working at NBC. He said that Werner went in when the, now Roger Arnold's being tried, not for the dialogue killing, but for shooting the fat guy. So, so uh, Werner, Werner's asked him, she's, she gets there a little early, and Aunt Roger's sitting at his, you know, defendant's table, whatever that is. And she says, do you mind if I start sketching now? She said, by the way, you look, he said, no, no, no problem. So he says, you look a little different. And he said, yeah, I'm not wearing my glasses. In fact, if I had been wearing my glasses at the time, I wouldn't be here. Because <laughs> he had mistake, mistaken identity. But he never got, they, they, they arrested two, a couple that used to hang around the Clark, Clark Street bar. You know, remember that yeah, one? Up yeah, by, uh, by, yeah, because the guy tried to parlay that into extorting money from Tyler and all. Of course, he got caught. But he was that thing. He was that Tyler Hall guy. Now, I never could figure out why the stupid cops couldn't put two and two together on this one. Jesus Christ, you can connect Roger Arnold with every single uh, Tylenol poisoning. And, and by the way, when they went into his house, there was all kinds of literature on cyanide. <laughs> I mean, you can't make a case out of that. I don't know what to tell you, but also... You but that was Chuck Lutz. Chuck was great. You can't make this stuff up unless you're making it up. Well, I mean, you can do the research. No, all that other bullshit about talking to the dude in the bar about the cyanide bomb. Just hand grenade. Yeah, That's whatever. Why I, I bomb, could, hand grenade, whatever. Well, everybody in Sunny's. Tomato, tomato. No, everybody in Sunny's. He used to come in. He used to hang out in Sunny's. I don't know why he came all the way down here. Like, hang around Lincoln Regularly Avenue. for years or just for like a no, season? No, probably. He was only probably there for about six months that I remember yeah, seeing him. Yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, probably. Not that much. in itself is suspect. Suspect how? Someone hangs out for six months and then disappears. Oh, that happens all the time. Well, in your world. People are fickle. In your goofy world. People are fickle. No, I mean, check this one out. I guarantee you. I mean... I, I mean, I believe... I know that the Tylenol killings happen. I'm just talking about the No, other just Google Roger Arnold. Okay. Well, it's going to tell, tell me about him drink, drinking in Sunnies? Um, I, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, this, what, this is the part I'm, I question... And I'm not really yeah, but, questioning but nobody, it. But nobody, see, here's the thing. Nobody nobody put two and two together until the genius. Of course. That's why you're the genius. I, I probably, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, you know, my when I graduated from high school, I assumed I'd done everything I was ever expected in life to do for my parents. I mean, they, they just graduate, please, just graduate. So I did. I'm second to lowest in my class, but I graduated. Now, I don't have to go to school anymore. So I stay up all night and read, and then I get up real early, I go out and play golf, and I come home and sleep. So I'd, I'd been doing this all summer. Uh, the year I graduated, this would have been 58. My dad, I could hear, I, I, the only reason I got up, because when my dad got home from work about 6, I could smell the dinner cooking downstairs, and that would get me up and out of bed, because I, be, I was hungry. So, But I'd hear, hear him more and more, he say, He's still in bed. You know, I mean, he was being whiny about, you know, I graduated. What more was I supposed to do? I'd kick your ass. For what? What did I do wrong? For being a fucking lazy sot. Pull it together. I didn't like to work. Why didn't you? Did you you had what, no ambitions? When I, you didn't want to, like, yeah, my get up? Am, you, know, and, you, know, you know what my ambition was? 
get pussy and not work. That was my ambition. And that took a lot of time. Oh, tell me why. How did that take time? It takes all kinds of time. Like, Broads, back in those example. days. Let me give you an example. Okay. Back in the 50s, late 50s, Chicks still wore girdles. You know what it was like in the car trying to get a girl, you know, to try to girl, not just trying to get their pants off. You're trying to get a goddamn girdle off. And you could get your dick caught in that girdle if you weren't careful, if they didn't have it all the way off. And it'd be black and blue for two weeks. No, it was tough in those days. Plus, there was no birth control pills. And, oh, it was a nightmare. And, uh, and then, I mean, I did announce when I graduated from high school I was you know, the first one to retire upon the night we graduated. And what's interesting, I'm at our 50th high school reunion, a lot of the kids were, they weren't kids anymore. They were real old. And you, yeah. So anyway, I, I said, you know, and they were all talking about retiring. I said, you know what? I'm thinking about joining the workforce. <laughs> I think I'm finally ready. Um, I still don't understand how... Those two goals required a lot of your time and attention. Um, Aside from... Well, anyway, so my mother, finally in desperation, because my dad was really being an asshole towards the end. Rightfully so. Yeah. So uh, my mother said she made an appointment at the University of Chicago. It was the summer when summer school was on. And I was going to take an aptitude test. So it sounded interesting. What the hell? <laughs> you know, I think, what could I possibly, I, I assume maybe something to do with art or something. So I go down there for two days. And I, it was really interesting because the guy that was giving me all these tests was kind of a very nerdy looking guy with glasses, a very professorial type guy. But I was in this, the same adjoining rooms with this group of kids with large pointy heads and long pointy noses and pencil necks and freaky little kids that they're like little genius kids you know and and then you see some kid banging his head on the uh, because there'd be a so these are like 10 year old kids banging his head on the blackboard because there'd be this like math problem I could have a very hard time doing multiple multiplication tables so these kids are doing all kinds of weird formulas and stuff like that and then they get they just lay on the board cry and scream and so I'm taking these tests so my mom comes down I said yeah, bring your mom tomorrow we'll go over the results so my mom comes down we're sitting on the quadrangle beautiful day so this guy is kind of a little fidgety, you know. He says, well, here's what we come up with. We, after all these tests, you kind of explain this and that. And he said, really, the two ideal professions for you to go into would be either law enforcement or journalism. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, N- neither. you think you would have been a good cop? Oh, I'm a fantastic cop. I always. You don't think you would have been like on the take? If, if I wasn't, of course I'd be on the take. If That's I, why you'd if, be fantastic. If, yeah, had I not been a felon, I think I would have been a great narc because I would have shaken down the drug dealers, whacked them around a little, and stolen their money. So if you were a cop yeah. right now, yeah. do you think you and Street Jimmy would be friends? Sure. You don't sure. think you'd send him to the slammer? Well, if I had to make a quota. That's know. a really good friend right there. Well, no, Jimmy doesn't understand. I said, Jimmy, here's 10 bucks. I got to make a quota. You got to get arrested. Jimmy understands. No, I'd be a great cop. No question about it. 
think you actually would have been able to solve crimes? Yeah, because I understand the criminal mind, of course. I mean, it's like, let's... Do you watch those shows? No, I don't watch those shows. But by the way, speaking of the criminal mind, I mean, after looking at Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, oh, yes. five minutes, I could tell, I, I know a liar. I mean, he's a bad liar, too. I mean, that's the one, that's very important for a copper to understand who's bullshitting and who's not. This guy Kavanaugh is just an absolute freak show. Um, and I can imagine that squeaky, whiny, little crybaby voice saying, I was a virgin. I was a virgin for like 20 years after I got out of college. That was two days of a shit show. Did you watch a whole oh, did, you God, watch, yes. did you watch Dr. Ford's testimony? I watched every minute of it. I I had to just sit there and drink tea. I mean, I, you know, because I wow, didn't without you're crazy a nap. Crazy over there, just I did without chug without, the tea without a nap. Nine straight oh, hours. Well, really, you didn't nap? <laughs> yeah, no nap. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, it was. I was. And I mean, you were able to function okay. I did. Because it's exciting, kind of. Oh, it was totally exciting. Well, I, exciting in a way, but also incredibly Well, no, but you got to remember, you got to remember, my hate takes over at a certain point. And my hate for Republicans just absolutely took the okay, floor, but, got uh, my adrenaline going, and I was able to uh, persevere. They're all a bunch of idiots. No, that's a false equivalency <sighs> argument, which I despise. What do you mean? There is, what would you rather have cut off, your right arm or your left arm? My left. Exactly. There's choices. It's <laughs> not all the same. Okay. What would you rather have, cancer or leprosy? Hmm. Uh, I'm not really... Well, I'm not... I mean, I'm more familiar with cancer than I am leprosy. Yeah. I I'm not really... Underst- I don't really understand, like... Well, it would be... T- it would be what type of cancer... Yeah, leprosy is not attractive, but anyway, you got to make choices. There's choices. Um, so you watched the whole thing. Yeah, I did. Do you have, okay? So, what are your opinions on day one? Day Cl- one? Day one? Clearly, she was telling the truth. And if she, you can, a real good accomplished liar like me would have been able to fill in all the dates and the people. You know, she left a lot of things. I, you know, I think you know that person was there and. She didn't try to fabricate anything. Well, I think anything. she was just very nervous. Well, what the hell? Wouldn't you be? Your whole life is well, going to be course. destroyed. You had to move out of your house because your family, they're, they're threatening to kill your family. Uh, yeah, you're nervous as hell. But she's credible. And that's why I would have been a great cop. I can, I can, I can tell she's telling the truth. Now, you bring up the little preppy piece of shit and with his little high, shrill, hysterical, blotchy-faced voice. And oh, this motherfucker's lying through his ass. Yeah, he's a big crybaby. Oh, what? A, yeah, but doesn't that work? You know, and you know, President Pissyface does not like crybabies. I mean, you know, he likes to come out guns blazing, but crying. <laughs> and my mom, and my dad got me with these calendars. <laughs> and my dad had the best calendars. <laughs> I can't believe he. And then he's got the mother, and the mother and the wife are there. Right, you, so you can see him, and they know he's lying like mad, but they know he has to lie. They got these grimaces, and uh, oh, get it, what? I can't believe he hung on to the calendar for that long. Well, of course you. I mean that he's fucking wacko nerd, nut boy. 
I mean, jeez. I don't even know where my and then he comes, are. And who does he blame all the bullshit on? The Clintons. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy is the whole fucking full Monty bullshit Republican, you know. Yeah, that was, uh, he had it as a pitiful performance. It was beyond pitiful. But, of course, you get little Lindsay Lickspittle Graham. <laughs> Little Lindsay, the little Southern Belle from uh, where the fuck is he from? Alabama, Arkansas, some one of those, or South Carolina. Uh, little Lindsay. Now that McCain, you know, his former, his former um, main dick is now dead, so he can just go completely. You know, he needs a new dick, so it's going to be pissy face is going to save him because all pissy face has to do is uh, lift his nose up and he can't possibly win his primary uh, when he comes up in 2020. So, Lindsay Elixbill had to do some grandstanding. Um, but, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty ridiculous. And then the next day, of course, when they, when... Um, oh, that Je- back and forth was so When, when Flake goofy. all of a sudden says that I'm not, you know, we need to have a little further investigation... Lickspittle all of a sudden, oh, yes, comedy, comedy, collegiality, yes. Do you think that uh, Flake changed his mind because of those two women in the elevator? Yeah, I think that was very, very important. Like they really rattled him? I love those chicks. Yeah, I think he definitely was rattled. Yeah. Uh, Fascinating. Um, uh, uh, I, uh, what's the senator um, from uh, uh, Rhode Island who did the whole... Sheldon Whitehouse. Sheldon Whitehouse. That was phenomenal. When he was like, let me show you why an investigation, how an investigation could potentially affect us. Well, what about when... Exhibit A. Yeah, but what about when Kavanaugh went after, uh, uh, what's her name, Grobuchar? Oh, yeah. And said, you black guy? You black guy? No, I want to know. You black guy? Yeah, what a... a, She should have walked over and given a bitch slapped him right there. That's just the... the, perfect example of complete and total entitlement. And oh, exactly. That's what he is. Now, the interesting thing is going to be, if this guy, Mark Judge, who in his book, like, um, it's his book, what's the title of it? Fucked Up. Um, if he, now he, he knows all kinds of shit. The question is, if he told anybody else about this stuff, he's going to be very reluctant to perjure himself to the FBI. And he could sink him. He could sink him like uh, a torpedo tomorrow. If um, I mean this, within, because they're going to come back and talk to him. They've already talked to him once, and they're going to talk to him again. Somebody along the line. Now the Republicans tried to, you know, just restrict it. You can't. Now the chick. I'm, I'm a little nervous about the the third chick that said that you know the, the gangbang talking about mm-hmm. the gangbangs because Abinadi is you know. And she doesn't look that convincing to me thus far. Now I'm. I I uh, was uh, knee deep in work today and listening to the Cubs while I was working, so I don't even know what happened in the world. In terms well, that's of why I'm here. So did they? Did they? What happened? Well, no. What what happened was the the heat is so extreme on the Republicans because when they were restricting and saying, well, they couldn't talk to so and so, you can't talk to so and so, so. All of a sudden, President Pissyface, when he was giving out a Medal of Honor or something today, so somebody screwed on the reporter, screamed about, shouldn't this be, you know, an open 
I mean, the FBI shouldn't be restricted. Oh, no, they shouldn't be restricted. You know, even though his chief counsel, this guy, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, can't, I don't know what the hell is his name. Anyway, he, he was trying to restrict it, so now they've opened it up a little more. And it's going to be very tough for them if the FBI reports and says, well, we have um, people. We need to really talk to some more people. because you know." So this is their worst nightmare. It extends beyond Friday. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, that yeah. one of the people, like Mark Judge, says, yeah, well, it's kind of true. If something like that happens, then now they're fucked. And um, then they can't get another... Uh, nominee before the next election. So it, it presents uh, lots of problems. Um, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was actually, in day one, was seeing Alyssa Milano in the background. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I've I, I heard the name. I, I, she, of said, all people, she's like the one who's been the most active with the Me Too movement. None of those other... Oh, she has. Another one, none, None of those other idiots. Oh, we have to, by the way, we have to talk about I know. that. Well, that's a good segue. Yeah. So, yeah, she she um, was one of the first people to be very vocal about um, her experiences uh, with assault and um, being in Hollywood. And she's very, you, you should actually follow her on Twitter. I think you would oh, really I like. Will. She's like constant, I, all constant, the, all constant, the other, constant. Pretty uh, much everybody uh, else has blocked me now. <laughs> um. But anyway, she uh, uh, is friends with some of those senators, so they got her a seat. And she, just her facial expressions uh, were just great the whole time. Um, and she was, for a while, she was holding a clipboard, and on the back of it, it just said, Believe Women. And after a while, they, oh, they, they confiscated it. Because she, she was right on the TV. Is she like a big deal actress? She's most famous for um, when I was a kid. There was oh, she's uh, old. She's my age. Oh well, then she's old. No, of course not. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, there was a show called Who's the Boss? TV show. Yeah, it was a Tony Danza and Judith Light. Oh, does that sound good? That was actually a really good yeah, show. You don't want to miss Tony Danza, no. Uh, Tony Danza was really good in Taxi. Oh, yeah. He's Taxi was favorite. a great show. You, know, you didn't like Taxi? Marlon Brando and Tony Danza. Those Fuck are my Marlon favorite Brando. actors. You didn't like the show Taxi? I liked uh, the Danny DeVito. He's, he was great. Yeah. That whole show was but fantastic. But I never watched it much, but I liked, Dan- I liked anything Danny Had you DeVito ever heard said. of Judd Hirsch after that, before that, after that? Yeah. He did a movie called, um, he played some kind of radical... Um, his family, they were had to move all the time because uh, what that hmm. was. It was a good movie. Yeah, I knew who he was. Um. Anyway, great show. Uh, but she was in, in another show called Who's the Boss, and that's she was like a child actress. Uh, and then later on, she was in what's it? What was that? Which movie? Which show? Uh, with uh, I don't know. I'm not well, really into this. Anyway, anyway, so she was uh, yes. But was she so she was molested by some Hollywood? She had an experience, yes. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she's really great in uh, just watching her, and she's again very vocal. So follow her on Twitter because I think you'd be very um, impressed. Okay. okay. And, uh, Remind me because I will. I will. Um. But speaking of all of that business, the latest. No, they, Aja, Aja and Rose McGowan never disappoint, do they? Because tomorrow's <laughs> blog is going, we're going right back. Well, let's see, that will be Tuesday's blog. You, got, you, you won't tomorrow be is Tuesday. I know that, but this doesn't show, does it come out until Thursday, dipshit? Oh, right. Okay. 
So uh, that's why I'm prefacing this. Um, but in my Tuesday blog, I will be uh, commenting about. And here's what here's the latest with these girls. I mean, the bitches turned on each other. It's really great. And the reason is because Rose has this freak freakazoid uh, transvestite boyfriend, but they. He doesn't like what the hell's the term they use. Why do you have of, to say? Why do you have to say it like that? You know, because because the genius doesn't mince words. So anyway, God. so and now the question is, when you see a picture of the three of them together, which one has the biggest tits? Um, I think Rose, I but mean, well, really? Rain Dove is right behind it. So her her new squeeze, Rain Dove. Isn't that a great name? He's got a Polak last name, I think. I will say the real name. I haven't said this in a while, actually, but. The genius's comments do not reflect my own opinion. Keep going. And by the way, lesbian so, safe. So you're far, so you're such far you're more s- extreme stuff than I ever. You're say. so mature. Moving on. Yeah. So back so, to the. So thing. anyway, so when when the shit hit the fan on Aj, when when Anthony commits suicide, Rose, of course, being a total goddamn publicity freak, rushes to uh, Aj's side. And I think they all went to Berlin so that they they figured nobody knew who the hell they were. But Rose brings Rain Dove, her 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 boy toy with tits, to along with her. Rain Dove is guy got supposed to have all these kind of mystical kind of bullshit things going on. And Rain Dove tells now he comes up with some kind of story. I, I can't believe Aj. I mean, an Italian shouldn't fall for this bullshit, especially from some mincing goddamn uh, freakazoid. But she does, and he's saying that Anthony really OD'd um, on heroin. He was with some whore in a hotel room, and that's how he died. And you're totally innocent, Aj. Well, of course, it's complete bullshit. But now Aja tells him all kinds of shit about little Jimmy Bennett, who she um, technically molested. I mean, come on, let's face it. When I'm 17 years old, I would have given my left nut to have Aja Argento uh, blow me. I mean, come on, this, this kid's full of shit. But anyway, he's, he's out for dough, and he got a couple hundred thousand out of this deal from, from Bourdain. Now, Bourdain at this point knows I'm fucked. I picked out this goddamn Italian nutcase and I somehow got my I'm stuck in the middle of this me too bullshit and here every friend I've got was is guilty of me too shit and I'm sure I am too I mean somebody's going to come along and say what I was doing to her in the kitchen so he knows he's in a nightmare situation then she pulls this shit where she shows all the um her, she poses for the paparazzi, mincing all over um, Rome with her little boy toy, Hugo Clement. He was a cute little guy, too. And so um, so this is what Bourdain finds himself in the middle of. So now, Aja tells Rain Dove, I mean, she can't get any freaker, freakier, really. She tells Rain Dove all his secret stuff. And Rain Dove goes to the press and tell you know, rats her out. So she's furious. Now, when the, when she hits the fan with that, Rose makes a hasty exit. So now there's threats of lawsuits between the two. So what was it like two days ago? 
two days ago, yeah. Yeah, Aja goes, gets a new tattoo, which she puts, what's it called, Instagram? Instagram. Instagram. She goes, she shows the picture of this dagger, some kind of Italian. It's a broken dagger. Broken dagger, some kind of vendetta thing. Yeah. By the way, some, some, some woman, some Italian woman, when I was mentioning that how Italian Aja was, um, she mentioned, she said, she'd sent me some personal messages. You might remember, I don't know if you read them, but on my blog saying, how dare you? You're smearing Italians. I said, there's also no way you can smear an Italian. They're into vengeance. That's what they, that's what they that's genetic with them. They get even. You don't want to fuck with Italians if you're not ready to, you know. And get that's down what this dirty. tattoo was about. Yeah, well, there's this. Well, whole we should also mention that her Instagram featured the new tattoo along with the comment that said bye bye Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan yeah yeah so it's great so she got she, this, you know, she's deleted that picture from Instagram since. yeah but but you were very alert because when I informed you that we needed that you immediately got it before she deleted but there you can get it on other places yeah it was, there on, were other it was places. on the internet the, inter- yeah. the internet is an amazing place to yeah. find things yeah so um, that would be tomorrow's blog. Will be once again, and we get really gazillion hits I hope every time. Everyone I go. out there in the world understands that we're living in this time where the genius is just completely riveted and inspired. Don't no, you know, by uh, this shit show? Let me tell you something. In all aspects, when of the I world. was ten years old, I used to sprint home from school to watch the Army McCarthy hearings with my mother. No, I've been doing it my whole life. I would say up until maybe now, Watergate was the kind of the pinnacle of my life in my prime. I would never, I never. Have you seen that movie, by the way, yet? Which one? The Watergate movie? Not the old one, not All the President's Men. The one, oh no, sorry, Washington Post, The Post? No, oh, no, I haven't seen that. Gotta watch it. Okay, well, you got me I watching. Haven't you, I haven't steered you wrong. No, but you got me on Netflix, and I'm like, I'm done four years of Breaking Bad. I'm almost done with my. It gets more and more fucking. Vi- I mean, why am I watching? I don't this? watch it. I didn't tell you to watch that shit. Yeah, well, I am. Uh, well, that's your. And I watched The Crown. I didn't miss it. Wonderful. A, and then I watched the, uh, uh, before that House of Cards. So no, I'm, I'm it's my reading. Wrong. It's really affecting my reading. What you've done to me. Whatever. I've improved. What do you mean? I've, I've improved Whenever. your life in so many ways. Whatever. Whenever. One day, one day, right. one day you'll realize it. Well, I gotta hurry up and finish all this shit because it's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, before we sign off here, would you like to uh, say anything else about I've, the world? I've got thousands of things to say <laughs> about the world. Um. Oh. Yes. How about what? How, what, how long have we been on? A long time. Well, I mean, there's, you've got a thing in your hand that will tell you exactly. Oh, I, you know what? I, <laughs> I accidentally pressed too many buttons. See, this is yeah, this, this is my go-to girl time. Yeah, I wanted to spend some time talking about Jay Kovar, but in my Saturday. Oh yeah, blog, tell me who that is, real quick. Well, he owned. Well, he was that. He was eventually. He was the final owner of O'Rourke's, which was a really famous, famous. It was, oh yeah. Yeah, right down the street from uh, where you grew up. Yeah. And. Um, Roger Ebert and my friend McHugh kind of turned it into this journalistic hangout. And uh, so I have a lot to say about that. In fact, maybe when Tui, now we got to mention, Tui was supposed to be on the blog tonight for the second half. Podcast. I mean, this uh, podcast. But because uh, 
What? Pup crawl is, of course, as to go out and watch those little, the little cubbies um, lose tomorrow. So she couldn't do the blah. So anyway, podcast. So then, um, so Tui's going to have to maybe, hopefully, again next week. That would be a good time to discuss uh, O'Rourke's and Jake Kovar. Yeah, I was trying to discuss all kinds of stuff, but you knuckleheads just kept talking about basketball and shit. Oh yeah, and by the way, everybody, nothing but rave reviews of that of that uh, okay podcast. So yeah, just just do what I tell you. It'll be so much simpler, and we'll be so much more successful. Uh, okay, is this, is this what you so, say? Is this what you say to Ruth every day? So well, she's just becoming, do what I tell you. She's becoming more and more defiant. Good. More and more. She's I'm, finding more and more reasons to criticize me. She's not showing up for the podcast. Well, she didn't. Cr- she doesn't even listen to it unless oh, no, forced. Oh, no, unless no. forced. Oh, no, no. We always listen to yeah, it Yeah, we, because you force her to. No, no. She always, I wait for her when she's ready to go. And then, oh, no, she loves the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she does. Uh, believe me, she doesn't do stuff she doesn't want to do. I'll guarantee you that. All right, let's that I can guarantee. Let's end that right here. I mean, I right know now. the privilege of, of getting to be my girlfriend. I understand that. And I mean, she's, but still, even even knowing that, no, she doesn't do shit that she doesn't want. All right. Well, um, next week I will be making a big announcement about Ooh. the exhibition. Ooh. I'm finally going to be able to reveal the location and Ooh. the name. Ooh. Uh, so you guys will have a treat next week. Oh, I'm excited! I know we're we're uh we're in the home stretch. The thing opens in a month, and I can't wait because I'm pooped. Um, Jordan, thanks for being here as always. Yes, Appreciate your flexibility, your and talents. He, Jordan your time. sat here patiently for an hour waiting for you uh, to he show did up. Not. Yes, I he got did. here. Yes, he I did. got here. Approximately the time I said I was going to. No, no, not even remotely. Whatever, you don't even know. Oh yeah, whatever. You, I mean, I apologize. No, I apologize to Jordan for your, your. This is coming from someone who doesn't know whether they should scratch their watch or wind their butt. So yeah, I, whatever. Who, who's always here, good 30, 40 minutes yeah. early, and, mm-hmm. and I have to fight all that asshole traffic to get down here, especially with the drywall torn up. So no, Boo-hoo-hoo. what I do is heroic, <laughs> and I'm here. And all when when Jordan gets here, the stuff is always up here. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for me. I'm glad your life goals are now involved more than women chasing and sleeping. You've uh, evolved. You have evolved. You say to me that you're evolving, and I'm proud of you. Well, I haven't evolved with about the sleeping part. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. At least it's not just about chasing women. Well, I mean, when you get to be a certain age, you know, I mean, I could. It's like you know the dog. That, Chases cars, but when he catches the car, he can't drive it. You know, that's the problem. Can I just tell you that Kim just walked in with Street Jimmy? That's a curious combination. She's Right now, she's walking down. She just street. walked in the oh, door. She walked in with Street yeah. Jimmy. Well, you know. Curious. They, all, anyway. they both have human needs. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know what you're insinuating, but okay. No. Um, you know what, genius? Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of As Ale House Turns. We will chat with you again next week. Bye.